0: we hope you had a wonderful day today we want to talk on guilt that women feel quitting their jobs to become homemakers
1: we have tons of comments of a lot of ladies saying thank you so much been feeling a lot of guilt wonderful to have positive testimonies we struggled with that because i asked you to quit your job and you struggled with the anxiety of what is everyone going to think because you're going against a cultural expectation Mm mm-hmm And everyone thinks, oh, you're just going to go home and watch Netflix and eat Cheetos.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And it took me two months from you telling me to quit my job before I actually did quit my job. I felt like I had an encounter with the Lord that uh, made me put in my two weeks the next day. And all of those things that I feared of what people would say, think about me did happen. I had a lot of people ask me, what are you doing? Uh, what will you be doing? And I didn't have another job lined up to tell people like, oh, well, I'm going to this. And we
1: didn't quite know how to articulate it either. We just were get coming from this place of knowing, okay, this way that the culture lives is not how we want to live.
0: And we, it's not working for us. Yeah.
1: But we didn't know how to tell people the positive vision of, mm-hmm. you know, now five years in of. Yeah. Hey, actually, my husband is a corporation. Your household is a corporation. Your family is a corporation. If you want to look at it like that that needs a really capable person to be managing it to be working it to be helping it and so we didn't have that kind of language or or picture for any of it we just knew hey i need help we need to figure out our life in a way that we're not missing each other because we're living opposite lives
0: yeah i think that was our big thing was before we got married we said we didn't want to be a couple who lived opposite lives when you just go as culture tells you to go you end up living separate lives because Mm -hmm. you're we were both working you had side projects you were doing i was helping college girls in the evenings and we were hardly seeing each other there was a lot of dynamics at play and we were like this just isn't healthy and this isn't the life that we talked about Mm -hmm. having and so but you
1: didn't know how to articulate that to people who are asking you are you going to go netflix and eat cheetos
0: yeah and at that point the only Uh, acceptable reason I had seen for women to quit their jobs to be home was being pregnant and having a baby. And even then it was like you work all the way up until your due date, then you quit.
1: And then you only decide six weeks into maternity leave that you're not going to Yeah,
0: that's when it's acceptable. You're not allowed to decide beforehand. And so for me I was like that's that's the excuse that I want to use. But that wasn't happening for us. And so Yeah, then I did put in my two weeks. I quit Mm -hmm. my job and I got the questions of what do you do all day? Are you going to watch Netflix? I had very little confidence about it, to be quite honest. I didn't Mm -hmm. know what to say. I kind of just stumbled along. Thankfully, I did have enough vision to say, well, I'm going to be helping my husband. Mm -hmm. And so... We just didn't
1: know what that looked like. And so we started... Figuring it all out.
0: Yeah, by faith, I'll be helping my husband. (laughs) Yeah, it took a full year for me to understand the value that I actually Mm -hmm. had to bring to our home Mm -hmm. and the confidence of actually being a homemaker is more than a full-time job and if you have children, you know even more so.
1: The best joke is we went to some doctor or whatever and they asked us to put on to fill in the forms and under occupation, Kelly put down homemaker. <laughs> yeah. So then he's like, Oh, so you build homes? <laughs> <Yeah>. I
0: was, <laughs> like, was like, What? what?
1: So I just want to encourage you guys there's going to be guilt because you are being guilt tripped. The culture, the big popular culture, the conveyor belt that is just pulling everybody along to be maximum consumers, two income households, mm-hmm. go get taxed, go consume, outsource your children, outsource your entertainment, outsource your life. That system is dependent upon the wife being a full-time worker and so when a family decides that they're not going to be a part of that system there's a lot of guilt that is put on to try and pull pull you back into the popular culture of like why do you have to go against the culture why do you have to be so weird why do you have to say the things that you say why do you have to do this Why
0: do you have to be difficult
1: why do you have to be difficult and like well we don't want to live that we don't want the outcome that that is conveying us toward we want a different outcome and so to have a different outcome We want to follow God's ways.
0: And so how do you overcome the guilt thing? I was in a coffee shop the other day and I happened to overhear the lady behind me and she was in her sixties, retired to be a homemaker. And she was just telling how guilty she feels and how all of her friends are working. And she feels so guilty being at home. And she's asking this lady for advice um, because she doesn't know what to do. And I was sitting there thinking, this is a huge problem across All ages. For some reason, there is this lack of value given to women in their roles of the home to the point where a woman who has worked her entire life now is lost now that she's quit her job, she doesn't know what to do with herself. I came home and I'm telling Scott this whole thing and we were like, one, this is the importance of getting into scripture and meditating on God's word. When you are in a place of feeling a lack of vision for your life, read Proverbs 31. She was the ultimate home economy woman. She was constantly working for her household, benefiting her household. There was so so much work to be done. And a lot of times, the Proverbs 31 woman gets misconstrued into boss babe and a reason for a woman to go get a career. But if you read it, she was under her husband's authority. Everything she did was to bring her husband honor, to bring her household honor, and to benefit those around her.
1: She was the general manager of her household corporation.
0: Yeah. And then that ties into... Being in community with other people who have these same values. That's why this lady in the coffee shop was having such a hard time was because all of her friends were still working those career jobs. And that's
1: why you had such a hard time.
0: It is why. Because I didn't have... I didn't know anyone who had this vision for homemaking. My mom was a homemaker, praise God. I'm so thankful for that. And I think that's why I always wanted to be a homemaker was because I did grow up with my mom being home with us kids and I wanted that. But again, I was like, well, I don't have kids yet. So how can I do that if I don't have kids?
1: And I grew up with my mom basically being the general manager of my dad's businesses and life. Uh, my brother's wives run all of their businesses and lives. So for me, I'm like, oh yeah, my wife's going to be my helpmeet. Like my wife and I are going to do stuff together and she's going like, to help me run Like everyone
0: stuff. does stuff together. Mm-hmm. Like your parents got to travel together. Yeah. And...
1: and so that's why for me, like I was so confident. I'm like, yeah, quit your job. Let, let's do stuff together. But like you, why
0: are you working? <laughs> but
1: in our church life, in our social groups, in our all the people we were around, no one was doing this.
0: Mm-mm, no. And so that was that was very challenging.
1: Whereas now the church we're in, there's not a single lady who's asked you, oh, so what do you do?
0: No, it's been so wonderful. And even one of my friends I made, she's newly married, and we started going to the church at the same time. And she also was like, you're at home? And I was like, yeah. She's like, I'm at home. And it was so cool because she didn't have kids yet either. And there wasn't this like pressure from each other that you often get when you meet when I meet girls my own age that uh it's immediately like what do you do and I'm like please don't ask me what I do please don't ask me what I do although I do feel I've grown in confidence of that uh anyways because I'm like you know what saying homemaker isn't really helping people when you tell them what you do, I'm a homemaker. It's not super helpful because people don't know what that means. And so a lot of times I'm like, oh, well, I help my husband with whatever he needs. It's such a blessing because I have total flexibility in my schedule. So if my husband goes out of town, I can go out of town with him. And I have a garden, I have a apothecary, I like to grow my own herbs so I can make tinctures and salves and, and give an exciting vision for people who have no clue what it means to be a homemaker. And that again is the blessing of being the church in the church that we are a part of is all of these women have full plates. You don't look at them and think, oh like they're Netflix just
1: Netflix and Cheetos.
0: Yeah, home dilly dallying around. It's like these are very productive woman they know what it means to run a household to run a family and it takes a lot of organization skills diligence discipline you don't look at a homemaker and see lazy you look at a homemaker and see that she has a vision for what she's doing and and that takes time it takes time to grow in confidence I feel like, again, I am still learning the ways of managing systems. I'm like, okay, I naturally am not great at organizing. I am kind of a cluttered person. So I'm constantly praying and asking the Holy Spirit, can you help me with creating systems for organization, for managing our household? And I think that's another thing too, is when you're At home you have the opportunity to really be focused on hosting the presence you have the opportunity to be playing encouraging podcasts, to be playing worship music and to really create an atmosphere of beauty and joy and peace that's hard to do when you're working outside of the home even if you are in your own cubicle in your own space
1: you get caught up in the drama
0: yeah, you're you're in the world. You're in a worldly place, and I've talked about this other t- in other videos. But I came home, and I then suddenly also felt like I had to prove to you my value of being at home. So like, I would just hustle all day long, and like try to do as much as I possibly could, which is good. That's not bad. But I realized part of the reason why I was hustling so hard in the home was so that way when you got home, I could tell you all of the things that I did so you wouldn't second guess me being at home. And I don't know how long after that, I think you caught on to what I was doing. You were like, you know, You don't have to, like, tell me everything that you're doing during your day. I would be happy if you sat outside and read a book. And when he said that, it, like, immediately gave me this, like, freedom of, okay, there are going to be some things I do as a homemaker that, you don't see, like studying and learning how to have a garden or uh, learning how to create fire cider. Those are things that like, okay, I'm going to read how to do this or I'm going to sit and read my Bible and get into the word. If you're in your, the word for an hour, there is not an outward like obvious fruit, but there is an obvious inward fruit in how you carry yourself, the peace that you exude. There are major differences in days that I have been in the Word and I've gotten time with God, I've journaled, I've made time to be in my Bible and to pray and to talk with God versus days that I am trying to just get things done for the sake of being done. So I think that that's something to be mindful of.
1: It says in Proverbs 31 that her husband's heart trusts in her. So... Kelly, like, I trust her. She's a grown lady. You know, this is where all the feminists are like, oh, she's a slave and you're treating her like a child and she's not stupid. It's like, yeah, my wife's a very capable and intelligent adult. I don't need to wonder, oh, I hope she's not watching Netflix and eating Cheetos because that would be like, oh, she's a child. She's an imbecile who can't manage her own time. She needs to report back to me, give all the stuff. No, I trust her. We plan every week. We have a weekly plan of here's all the things we need to get done. And I trust her. I trust her to use her time. So if she wants to read a book, if she wants to play worship music, if she wants to clean and do a deep clean or do a thousand projects and go be a maximizer and <laughs> yeah. get busy, I don't mind. She she is fully capable of making decisions. I trust her. I married Kelly to be my helpmeet. I didn't want to have to manage her and have to tell her what to do and have to Teach her how to be a capable person. She's intelligent. She's capable. She's a proper thirty-one woman. If things are getting done, I don't have to micromanage her. It's, I'm sure yeah. if there you know, there's both of us. We set goals. We're like, oh man, this isn't getting done, and we have to get on each <laughs> other about, hey, yeah. have you done that thing? That's the nature of our personalities. Yes. But I'm not harping on like you have to be accountable and give me all of this. So,
0: and I think that's the huge thing. I think having a vision and knowing where we're going is exciting and motivating. And I feel like whenever there are seasons where uh, I am feeling like apathetic, it's because I've lost the vision for where we're going, what we're doing. And I think that's where I am so grateful for your leadership in our home, is that you are constantly bringing us back to our vision of this is the direction that we're going, this is where we're heading. Because sometimes life doesn't always go as planned. Things are harder, there's complications. Most of the time, (laughs) life doesn't go as planned.
1: (laughs) So, praise God, if you have guilt about being a homemaker. It's not from God. It's not your conscience saying you're a bad person. You're being guilt tripped. You're being bullied by the popular culture. The popular culture does not want ladies to be help meets to their husband. That's a huge no-no. It does not want them to be raising their own children. That's a huge no-no. And so you're going against the popular culture. You're experiencing a societal expectation that is bullying you to keep in, in that culture. So it's not a guilt issue. It's a cultural expectation issue it's a fear of man issue don't fear man fear the lord get into the word see what the lord says about your role and your purpose get around other people who are doing it to encourage yourself with their testimonies read testimonies watch testimonies get around people uh, who are encouraging this and then just bumble into it bumble into (laughs) your direction you know we we don't know how you're going to do it until you do it
0: Yeah, the Um, best way to learn is just by doing it and seeing what works for you and your personality and how you function. Mm
1: -hmm. So praise God. God bless you.
0: We hope you enjoyed today's episode. You can support our channel by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. Or if you would like to purchase from our shop, our website is home with kelly k-e-l-l-i dot C-O. we have organic rooibos that we bring in from scott's home country of south africa it is a delicious no caffeine tea loose leaf it is so good iced or warm and i also have some vintage home goods in the shop and i make some hand-bound journals which are also available we hope that everything that we share is an encouragement and a blessing to you and your family